Welcome to another episode of San Diego Sessions. We're here today in the studio with pianist and composer Danny Green. Listening to San Diego Sessions, San Diego's jazz podcast, featuring local artists, new releases, and more. Here are your hosts, Ian Tordella and Ed Kornhauser. All right, welcome back to San Diego Sessions. That's me, I'm your host, Ian Tordella. And I'm joined here at Dirty Boulevard Recording Company by the venerable, esteemed, uh, my colleague from the state of California, Mr. Ed Kornhauser. I'm none of those things, really. (laughs) You're not from the state of California? Actually, no. I'm born in Providence, Rhode Island. (laughs) Oh, man. And joining us in studio right across from me is... Danny Green. Great to be here, guys. Thank you. All right. Mr. Danny Green, pianist and composer. Um, but first off, if I could find my thing, we got a, a little segment we call This Versus That. And I have some questions for Ed. Oh, you've got an envelope. This is like the Oscars here. <clears throat> you can jump in if you feel like it, uh, Danny. This is the, the Eric edition. <clears throat> okay, first up. Houston drummer Eric Harland or tenor saxophonist Eric Alexander. Eric Harland. I like right. it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, definitely. definitely All right. Definitely, definitely. Okay, I here we go. Like Rain Man over here. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, next up, more Eric. Um, pianist and Los Angeles resident Eric Reed, or drummer known for his work with the Fred Hirsch trio, Eric McPherson. I do love Fred Hirsch's trio, but... I've always loved Eric Reed's playing. I got two of his records when I was in high school that I listened to death. Uh, I can't remember one of them. Some Ebop, that was it. Ebop, and then this album of all gospel tunes he did called Mercy and Grace. And I listened to those so much. So they were super formative for me. And I finally saw him uh, this year playing with the Clayton Brothers and blew my mind. He did he did own, In Your Own Sweet Way, and he had this cool rhythmic thing on it and uh, absolutely blew my mind. And his mom was there, so it was kind of cool. I don't know. Eric Reed, definitely. Nice. What do you say, Danny? Do we give him the points on that one? Let's give him some points. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely... <laughs> Good answer. A, he was an early influence for me, for sure. I love Eric Reed. All right. Okay, the last one in the Eric edition of This Versus That. This is a big one. Um, iconic woodwind artist Eric Dolphy, or bassist from uh, Brantford Marsalis's group, Eric Revis. Eric Dolphy. <laughs> yeah, that was an easy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about? What, Sorry, Eric Reavers. I would have asked you like Leaf Erickson or Eric the Red. Yeah, I don't know. I've been trying to keep it jazz. I, keep not, it in the music. Not <laughs> figures of you know North Norse history. You're not, you're not down with that. <laughs> All right, enough of that. I mentioned we're here with Mr. Danny Green, who is so gracious to stop by on uh, short notice for this podcast. We're gonna. 
we're going to kick it off with something from his last record, which came out not too long ago. It's called Altered Narratives, um, and this track is called Catabasis. But Danny, can you tell us the history, the etymology, everything about this track? Everything about the track, yeah. So, um, let's see, Catabasis is a word that describes a storyline in which the character goes down into the underworld and hopefully comes out learning something new. And after I composed the piece, I thought it shared a similar storyline. Um, I learned that word from an online Greek mythology class that I was checking out. And uh, the, the professor sounded exactly like Kermit the Frog, which was pretty fun to... I, it was uncanny. <laughs> so this that, is, That's the main take home. So I wrote this piece called Catabasis. We recorded it in New York uh, at, at a studio called Sear Sound. And um, this is one of three tracks on that CD that feature string quartet. And that was my first time writing for strings. So um, really, really happy with the way it turned out. And it's one of my favorite tunes off of that CD to play. So we should, uh, we should be pondering Orpheus. While yes. To this. Uh huh. Great. For sure. Is there a Greek word for uh, Kermit the Frog? <laughs> we'll throw in. All right, here we go. This is Catabasis. Thank you. 
Welcome back. That was Catabasis uh, featuring the Danny Green Trio plus strings. And that was off uh, his most recently released record, Altered Narratives. That was a that was beautiful, man. That was Thank really you. really gorgeous. Appreciate it. Um, so besides the the string section, uh, who plays in the trio besides you? So uh, Justin Grinnell is the bassist, and I've been working with him since about two thousand seven. And uh, Julian Cantelm is on drums, and he's been with us since two thousand ten. Wow! So you've been a group for seven years now. Yeah, wow. it's been a while. It's been good. Nice having the cohesive unit we have a lot of fun playing together <laughs> uh, uh, yeah no that's 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 we were discussing earlier about uh i that you guys are one of the most unique sounding groups and you sound so tight and i said you guys sound like a terrific unit but i hate the word unit <laughs> oh we can maybe edit this they're one of the swingingest outfits on the san diego scene oh i think that might be worse <laughs> that's what they say in downbeat <laughs> outfit that sounds like that sounds like jive talk (laughs) (laughs) i hate jive talk um getting back to the band um how did you all connect originally um let's see with justin um i think just through the scene i probably did a gig with him at crochis at some point he was playing with a band called yavaz and i know i subbed for them a few times here and there and so that's probably where i met him i can't remember for sure I needed a bass player. I called him one day, and so we just started working together. And uh, Julian I met through Rebecca Kleiman, who's a flutist who lived here for a little while. Now she lives in the Bay Area. And she had a band that she was putting together, and we needed a drummer. And I think either Kevin Freebie or Dusty Bruff knew Julian, and they they told her to call him, or they called him, and he came over and... um, Julian and I just immediately connected that night, and uh, you know, I, I just thought he sounded great, and and I needed a drummer at that right at that time, and so uh, it just worked out. We started playing together, and it, it's been great ever since. I know, um, sort of something that ties all three of you together, and and Rebecca too is I know you've all studied and and played a lot of Brazilian music. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I've been into it since about early two thousands. I started going to this thing called Brazil Camp in 2006 and um, went there for about six years. Maybe I went in 2005. I can't remember. Is that up in Casadero? Yeah, Casadero, which is Santa Rosa, San, um, Sonoma area. So I, I, I met a lot of like incredible Bra- Brazilian musicians over there and really went from liking the music and kind of having somewhat of an idea how to play it, but kind of faking it to really like learning a lot of the nuances of it. And um, over time, I started composing a lot in some of the various rhythms out of Brazil and just getting more and more into it. Um, now, I, I still love Brazilian music. As far as my composing nowadays, I'm not really writing so much stuff in the Brazilian jazz style anymore. But I, I think still, like, the, the sense is in me. Like, I'm still hearing things uh like melodies that are influenced by brazilian and jazz and classical melodies and um, all all of it's still a piece of me yeah it all you know comes together to make your sound what it is yeah that's what i like about this track we just heard it's not you know it's not quote unquote like a jazz trio plus strings and it's it is a straight eighth groove so it's not a swing groove but Mm -hmm. 
it's it's not Brazilian music. It's it is bringing in all your different influences, and I, I like the string writing. It sounds very modern. Oh, thank it's you. It's not your you know. It's not just friends. It's more modern. Yeah. String writing reminds me of some of the stuff Chris Potter has written with with strings and cool. things like that. I love it when you have the melody in the right hand of the piano doubled with one of the violins, or the violin will just join you like that. It really comes out. It's yeah, really it's nice. fun. Um, I I think as far as making getting that modern string sound, I think string quartet is just so different from a whole string section. I think you know a lot of the older recordings had big string sections, and you get that real soaring sound and, and it's a cool sound it's just kind of different and i think with a s- smaller group they have a lot more mobility and um you know it's it's a little bit more punchy and you really hear the nuances of each individual instrument yeah they have each each member of the quartet has their own voice yeah, yeah. for sure yeah it's, it's really cool like oh there's the cello or uh-huh. there's the viola it's, <laughs> it's really coming out really nicely right yeah and you can hear like their vibrato individually and yeah, it's super cool sound. So it's been it's been fun getting to play with that, and uh, you know, also just explore different techniques like using tremolos or pizzicatos and all that stuff. And as as I continue to write for strings, I'm constantly looking for different ways to bring them out and give them more of a, of a role rather than just playing background pads. And uh, this this last record, uh, Altered Narratives, has a few tracks featuring strings, but you've recorded a new record, it's not out yet, uh, where the entire record is jazz piano trio plus strings. Correct. Yeah, we recorded, um, the trio recorded in L.A. at a studio called uh, Tritone um, up in L.A., and uh, we did that last July, and then uh, a couple weeks ago in August... The string quartet featuring violinist Kate Hatmaker, uh, Igor Pandursky, both of them are San Diego Symphony musicians, and then cellist Erica Urani and violist Travis Merrill. Uh, they all recorded their parts at Peter Sprague Studio, Sprague-land. Um So uh, we just got done mixing it, and I'm super excited with the result and can't wait to get it out. But that'll be April, so we've got a little ways to go. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I was listening to one of the tracks, and it sounds fabulous. And Thank you. Tally Sherwood's studio is such a neat studio. Um, often, being an engineer, people in town ask me, like, oh, where can I go that has a good piano? And obviously, you know, there's Sprayland, and then there's, like, Studio West, but there aren't a lot of rooms that have a good piano here. But if you're up in L.A., there's uh, Tally Sherwood's place, and there's also um, what, Nolan Shaheen's no, place. No, where, Nolan Shaheen's where, studio up in... Um, up in um, oh boy, I you know I I've lived in Southern California basically my whole life, and I don't know LA geography at all. Pasadena, oh, yeah, okay. Pasadena, there it is. Nolan Shaheen's place in Shahid, Shahid. yeah, Nolan Shahid in in Pasadena, but yeah, there's quite a few rooms that have good pianos, and I I really love the sound of this. So yeah, the piano in... was it was it was amazing in, at, at uh, Tally's studio. It just felt you know you can play real quiet, you can play real loud, and get different sounds out of that piano and. Uh, it, it, there's nothing stopping my fingers on that piano. It just felt very comfortable to play. Yeah, that 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 means a lot to me too as a yeah. pianist. Like having the ability to have a dynamic range on a recording uh-huh. is super important, and to have an engineer that also is okay with that. Having there be very quiet points and very yeah. very big and very intense points. That's uh-huh. you know, especially in jazz and pop, it tends to be very you know 
a little bit more compressed, I think. For sure. But it's in jazz, it's super important to have that freedom. Yeah, yeah. The the mix we got in our headphones too was just it just felt like playing live pretty much, even though we were all separated. Nice. So you brought in a track. We're gonna have a little sneak peek of the new Danny Green project, new 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 album. Do you want to introduce this one? Sure. This uh, track is called As the Parrot Flies, and I wrote it, forget when I wrote it, maybe two years ago. And all, all these tracks, actually, I originally wrote just for the trio, and the string arrangement part came later. And one of the cool things doing the string arrangements is that I always come up with some new ideas that become part of the composition. So so even when we play it as a trio, now we're integrating some of the things that the strings are doing. Um, what can I say? The the title as the parrot flies, it, I was influenced by, um, or maybe not influenced. After I wrote it, I kind of thought it had this uh, very angular sound. And I live in La Mesa and there's a family of parrots that flies around the hood all the time uh, for a couple months a year and uh, just kind of made me think about the way they fly and change directions and squawk and do all that fun stuff. (laughs) All right. Well, here we go. Danny Green Trio plus strings as the parrot flies.
This is San Diego Sessions, your inside perspective on the SD jazz scene. This is bassist Harley Maxino, and here is your jazz forecast for September 24th through October 1st. Monday, September 25. Guitarist Louis Valenzuela hosts his regular Monday night jam session at Rosie O'Grady in Normal Heights from 9 p.m. to midnight. No cover, 21 and up. Wednesday, September 27th. Trumpeteer Gilbert Castellanos hosts his regular Wednesday night jam session at Panama 66, a mainstay in San Diego for decades. Listen to the best jazz San Diego has to offer right in the middle of Balboa Park. Music from 8.30 to 11.30 p.m. Drop by early to see the Young Lions play from 6 to 8 p.m., featuring up-and-coming musicians from around the city. No cover in all ages. Thursday, September 28th. The Michael P. Trio plays at the U.S. Grand Hotel in the Grand Grill from 8 to 11 p.m. Friday, September 29, your host, pianist Ed Kornhauser, plays a free afternoon solo set at the Coronado Public Library from 12.30 to 1.30 p.m. San Diego State professor and pianist Richard Thompson will perform with Mackenzie Layton on bass and Charlie Weller on drums at the Handlery Hotel in Hotel Circle from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. No cover and parking is validated. The Friday Happy Hour is a regular series put on by Holly Hoffman. Stay tuned for more great jazz. Also on Friday, the John Reynolds Septet plays the music of Art Blakey's Jazz Messenger, Wynton Marsalis, and Original Composition, featuring John Reynolds on trumpet, Chaz Cabrera and Robert Dove on saxophone, Jordan Morita on trombone, Hugo Suarez on piano, Mackenzie Layton on bass, and Tyler Crutell on drums. Music starts at 8 p.m., $15 cover, all ages welcome. Gilbert Castellanos presents Jazz at the Westgate from 8 to 11 p.m. in the lobby bar of the Westgate Hotel. No cover. Vocalist Whitney Shea plays at the U.S. Grand in the Grand Grill with her quartet. Jazz and blues from 8 to 11 p.m. All ages. Saturday, September 30th. Vocalist Allison Adam Tucker plays at the Westgate Hotel featuring Jimmy Patton and Enrique Plata from 8 to 11 p.m. No cover charge. Sunday, October 1st, the Whitney Shea Quartet plays on the patio at the Bernardo Winery in Rancho Bernardo, playing some high-energy jazz and blues from 2 to 5 p.m. Dancers welcome. No cover in all ages. The Robert Dove Quartet plays at Panama 66 from 6 to 7.50 p.m. Vocalist Leonard Patton and pianist Ed Kornhauser play their monthly first Sunday engagement at the Turf Supper Club in Golden Hill from 8 to 11 p.m. No cover, 21 and up. I'm Harley Maxino, and you're listening to San Diego Sessions. Subscribe on iTunes or listen online at DirtyBoulevardRecording.com. All right, we're back in studio with Danny Green from the Danny Green Trio. Also, he's also the piano player for the Danny Green Trio plus strings. <laughs> wow, that's, that's some that's some investigative that's journalism deep. right there. Uh, I think Ed has a segment we like to call the San Diego Seven. Yes, these are seven questions, a uh, bit rapid fire. Uh, answer them from the top of your head and the bottom of your heart. Okay. Uh, number one, do you prefer coffee or tea? Neither. All right, perfect. I don't drink either. I just drink water. 
Have you ever had tea or coffee? I've had tea. I've never had coffee. Wow. Yeah. That is that is an amazing feat. <laughs> uh, um, number two. What was your first instrument? Piano. Oh, cool. Did you did you play anything else besides that ever? Or um, yeah, in uh, in high school, I picked up guitar and picked up bass. And uh, what else? Um, yeah, this guy plays little everything. Per- little percussion I picked up uh, in college and can get around on the drums, but I'm not that good. And then melodica is another one that I've added to the bag. That's cool. I, I, know, I know you, you've played a few hours on melodica before. I've recently played like 24 <laughs> hours on melodica. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this might not be known to the public, but Danny can sight read on guitar and bass better than probably... 88% of guitar and bass players. So, <laughs> Wow. Which isn't very he, good. It's not very good, but he gets it. He nails it like on the second try. Like pretty, pretty impressive. Wow. Well, thanks. That, that is an impressive feat. Number three. Do you have any favorite podcasts uh, besides um, this one? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love listening to WTF with Mark Marin. Um, which, if you haven't heard of it, it's basically uh, this comedian named Mark Marin who interviews all sorts of people, ranging from other stand-up comedians, a lot of actors. Um, he's had Obama on there. He's had Terry Gross, who does Fresh Air, on there. Um, so it, it's it's a great podcast. And and as a musician, like hearing some of these actors and hearing um, their stories of how you know they really worked hard at it and you know, found their success. It wasn't just kind of uh, handed to them. Like, it, it's really inspiring hearing these different stories. I'm a big fan of that one as well. He he really puts his guests at ease and, yeah. and, can, and can really open up the interview into some interesting mm-hmm. uh, branches of discussion. And he's funny, too, on top of it. Yeah. But. So he's like almost as good as we are? Uh, you know. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> he'll get there. He's got a know. ways to go. He'll, he'll, he'll be there one day. Um, uh, number four. Do you have a favorite classical composer, or can it vary? Um, probably. Oh man, let's see. I think I think I'd probably have to go with Wagner. I for a number of years, I I must have been like every day I've listened to like different Wagner operas, and I just got so into it. I got all the scores and just got really really influenced by it. Um, I attended the Ring Cycle. I've seen a bunch of his operas. Um, I, I know Wagner is kind of a composer that a lot of people don't either don't like or it's very heavy um, and just loud. And they, maybe they think of the Flight of the Valkyries. That's the first thing that might come to mind. But um, I think what's opera doc? What's that? What's it? Yeah. You know the old the Warner Brothers? The, um, the Looney, uh, kill, kill the Rabbit? Yeah, kill, yes. Spirit Magic Helmet. Spirit Magic Helmet. <laughs> Exactly. But, uh, I mean, if you get into the, the stories are amazing, I think. Um, his whole um, integration of different forms of art together uh, really amazed me for so many years. And I, I don't listen every day at all anymore to that. Um, it's kind of a lot more rare that I listen to it. But when I do, I still love it. And, um, yeah, it just takes me somewhere when I listen to it. As as a person, though, I, I can't speak too highly for him. No, no. I was, yeah, <laughs> kind of has some 
<laughs> had some issues. Yeah. So at least I'm. I would just like to commend you, or really just I'm in awe that you saw the ring cycle and you don't drink coffee. Like how? Do you, what is it eight days? <laughs> hey, no, it's just four. It's four only operas. Four. Yeah, it's, it's four, yeah. and they're only about like four hours each. Oh wow, jeez. So. That's yeah. intense. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and you're, and you're worried about us going too long, Ian. I I, t- I took my wife to a, a couple of them, and she's not really an opera lover, um, but uh, she she slept through Tristan and Isolde, which is I think the longest, maybe the longest or second. It's about five hours, mm-hmm. and she slept slept through the whole thing, and then woke what, up. What, what does she the, have against half diminished chords? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> She woke up during the last aria and just started bawling. And I hope she doesn't mind me saying this, but it was just so emotional. And, and <laughs> it, it was just funny, like that whole experience. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, she got that experience. Oh, that's, that's, no, his stuff is, 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 it can be beautiful. I, I played some of it too when I used to play the tuba in another oh, life, man. but I played some of that stuff in orchestras. Yeah. I, I wish there was some piano part in it. But I've gotten the piano reduction, so I've played through a lot of the music, but I think it would be so much fun to actually get to be part of the orchestra. Um, Number five. In the inevitable battle between the mountain and the hound, who will emerge victorious? I'm... This is the Cleggan Bowl, right? I know, I know. I, I, I hope the hound. I think he's great character so okay your um, team hound team hound yeah <laughs> I, I read a couple books but most of it's beyond me <laughs> do the books reveal anything or? oh no i mean i've read like the first two so i'm oh okay way so out there's no no of, battle yet yeah he's no. just making this up i make i'm i, I had to do some serious he doesn't even googling. watch game of thrones <laughs> i do some serious googling yesterday um when composing does the melody tend to come first or the harmony or the rhythmic phrases or do they all kind of come along as a generally they come together um yeah i I guess if we're doing rapid fire i won't elaborate for now but we could get into that that later okay um number seven our old standby bacon no no okay so we're i'm keeping score we're 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 five for two for bacon five yes two no yes all right go no team yeah I'm keeping score. This is who, who, who else is with me on the nose? R- Rob, Rob Thorson. All right. Yeah. Team Thorson. Yeah. All right. So uh, for that last record, Altered Narratives, and your new record when it comes out, um, you can find those through Danny's website, dannygreen.net, right? Yes. Or you can also get them on iTunes or anywhere you get your music. Um, but Danny has a couple of cool things coming up in town. We always like to get people out to shows. But you're going to be performing for TEDx on Saturday, October 14th. Yeah, I'm super excited about this one. Um, So during the TED Talks, they have three different musical acts. And the first one is going to be a pianist named Inez Irawati. And um, I I met her a couple months ago, and she's an amazing pianist and just a really cool person. She'll be playing a Chopin ballad, I think number one in G minor. And then, uh, the second set will be my trio plus strings. Um, I'm not sure if it'll be string quartet or string trio, but there will be strings and, uh, we'll be playing some music off of the new CD. And then for the final set, it'll be my trio plus strings along with Inez on piano. So there will be two pianos and I've written a piece special for this performance. I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's been a, 
big challenge writing for two. It's hard enough writing for one piano. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, because on piano, you can do so much. And you, I mean, you can cover like, they always say you can cover like a whole orchestra on piano. You have the lows, the mids, the highs, and you have 10 fingers. Now double that. Yeah. <laughs> and what? Now double that with now a second Now double that. Yeah. yeah. So the challenge is like, how can I find a way to actually make it worthwhile hearing two pianists? and not have us in the same zone exactly. Um, it's been a lot of fun. I, I got, uh, I was asked to do it months ago and I was hoping to have it done by June and, um, just finished yesterday. All right. Yeah. All right. Ooh. So have, have, uh-huh. are you rehearsing it, trying to test it out? Yeah. Well, I, I thought, player? I thought I was done a few days before and, um, I got together with Inez and we ran through it and, she just killed it on everything I wrote, and she wanted more. And um, she's a classical pianist. She's not a, an improviser, but she wanted to take a solo. So I composed a solo for her and then um, also composed some trading that we're going to be doing. And then uh, at one point we'll join up together, and we have some pretty fun lines that will be locking in in harmony. So nice. we haven't run that part yet, but I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> Wow. So where where is a TEDx taking place? That'll be at Copley Symphony Hall. Oh, great. Wow. And that is, again, on Saturday, October 14th. How can people come and check this out? Tickets are available. Just check out TEDx San Diego. I also have a link that I can give out for a $15 discount ticket. Or, or not, sorry, $15 off of the price. Maybe we can post that somewhere. But... Um, yeah. yeah, we can get that posted, or, or you can uh, contact Danny through his website. Um, right on. And do you have any any other fun gigs coming up in October? Or Yeah, so October 15th, the day after the TED Talks, my trio w- will be playing at Grossmont College in their, uh, I think it's their first piano faculty series. Each member of the piano faculty is going to be giving a different performance. Uh, so that's October 15th at Grossmont College at 2 p.m., and then November 3rd, we will be at the Hanlery Hotel. Oh, great for Holly Hoffman's exactly. Friday Happy Hour Series. I think it's 5.30 till 7, something like that. Yeah. yeah we just played there last Friday. It's a, I like that piano. Yeah. yeah. Cool piano, cool room. A lot of people come out. Great energy over there. Yeah, they listen. It's really rad. Uh-huh. <laughs> Any more uh, tours on the horizon? Yes, we'll be going in October back to the Bay Area. Let's see, we're, we're playing at Doc's Lab in San Francisco on the 19th. And then um, the 21st will be at the Sound Room in Oakland. Both places we've played at before, and they're both killer places. Great vibe, great food. And um, so, uh, we'll, we'll be in Vegas in February, and we're just lining up... Uh, working on lining up some other dates down the road for the release of the new CD... Nice. And that's going to be out in April, right? On Origin? Yeah, exactly. Origin Records? Uh-huh. Yeah. Very cool. Well, one thing I wanted to ask you uh, before we take it out with one more tune is, uh, I think this is this will be your fourth or fifth CD with the trio coming up. Um, I want to say fifth. Okay. Yeah. So you've done five CDs, and then you're doing a, a lot of touring and lining up gigs. Um, but what, what advice do you have for some of the younger players in the scene who who are looking to make original music and, and get out there and play jazz, be a superstar. No. Be a superstar. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, yeah, don't, um, don't, don't play jazz if you want to be a superstar. Yeah. Um. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but seriously, though, it seems like you've really put a lot of effort into getting your band 
books yeah, and I, playing a, as a unit and really developing your sound. So yeah, I think I think you know just um, for for me, what's worked is that I've just uh, yeah, I've really felt like my composition is where I can stand out and do something that's unique, and I've kind of made it my own niche. I've just kind of created opportunities over many years, whether it's public performances or private gigs. Um, either way, I'm constantly playing my music on, on my gigs. And um, over time, it's built up to the point where I have a following. I've been making an email, uh, creating an email list over like 15 years now or yeah, or maybe a little less than 15, but a long time. Um, and, and recording CDs, you know, you just have to kind of create your own opportunities. It's not going to happen on its own. So I think just having tenacity is the main thing, just believing in what you do and keep pushing forward. Never stop. Never stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like what you said about the writing, because one thing you have to do, I mean, none of us are, are going to be as good as like John Coltrane or Art Tatum or whatever, but you have to find something that's your own voice. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Wayne Shorter wasn't sitting around comparing himself to other saxophone players, but you know when you hear Wayne Shorter's songs, right? So exactly. um, that's something that I, I love about the sound of your group and the sound of your own music. The sum is greater than the parts. <laughs> Did I say that right? Yeah. Thanks. yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, the parts are pretty great too, though. Just for the, the parts are all right yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big fan of the parts and the sum. Very cool. Well, Danny, thanks so much for for joining us in studio today here it's at Dirty Boulevard. Uh, and definitely, we want to have you back in uh, April or May, right when the new record comes out. And we're going to take it out with another tune from Altered Narratives, which you can pick up or hear more of at DannyGreen.net. This last tune is. What is this last tune? A Second Chance? Yeah, it's called Second Chance. Okay, this last tune is called Second Chance by the Danny Green Trio with String Quartet.
You've been listening to the San Diego Sessions podcast brought to you by Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. Please subscribe now on iTunes or listen online at dirtyboulevardrecording.com. Theme music composed by Ed Kornhauser. Performed by Ed with Grant Fisher guitar, Harley Magzino bass, Ian Tordella saxophone, and Charles Weller drums. If you'd like to be a guest on San Diego Sessions, please contact us. All musical selections are used by permission of the artists. San Diego Sessions is engineered and produced by Ian Tordella at Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. <laughs>